Thank you for joining the Cisco Education and Government Unified Communications podcast series. I'm your host, Brent Burns. Today we're joined by Chris Barwick and Ken Bywaters. Chris, uh, tell us a little bit about your background, how long you've been working with education. All right. I've been uh, I've been in the industry for about 16 years. I had an engineering background. I've been both a partner and I've been at Cisco for about the last 10 years. And I've been focused on public sector customers, primarily education, for probably about the last 13 years. Well, I look forward to talking to you today about some of the impacts of unified communications in the classroom. What areas should we focus on? I think primarily um, things have changed, right? Students are very different. They're absolutely multitaskers. Unfortunately, the way that we teach to them really hasn't changed, and this is causing a, a big problem in the classroom. And so we've got to do different things to engage the students. Any technology that's implemented in the classroom is a good thing because I think it's going to engage the students. I think one of the things that we see that is challenging is there's, in most situations, not an easy way to implement video in the classroom. You know, you've got the roll-around TVs or, you know, I've got to get a videotape or something else. So that's not very easy to use. And most of the time what I want from a video perspective is high quality. Quality, but I might only need two to four minute long snippets of video. And how do I actually play that in the classroom? And the other area that we see that's a huge challenge is collaboration. If I'm a history professor and I've discovered this great way to have an impact with my students on this World War II stuff that we're studying, how do I share that with all my peers and how do I make that content available across the school or the district or even the state or the country? And that's something that's a big area of challenge. So you mentioned video. I know there's a lot of video that's already deployed out there today. What's Cisco's uh, solution in that space as it relates to education? Well, there's a couple different areas. Digital media solutions, which is Cisco's you know, video solution that touches the classroom, gives customers the ability to have a video portal for their district and make any content, whether it be an hour-long HD show or it could be a two-minute-long snippets on different you know, things that have happened throughout history or different things that will augment curriculum. The fact that that can be easily accessed in the classroom from either a projector or from a TV, that's a huge difference for our faculty members. If they can take this video and use it in the classroom and it's incredibly easy to do, they don't have to worry about it, they're going to allow that to you know, integrate more and more with their curriculum. The other area that we can help with is video telephony and video collaboration through a meeting place. The ability to set up a meeting on meeting place and have other peers join them across the district and join through not only audio conferencing, but web conferencing and or video conferencing, and then record that content so that it can be accessed at a later date. The second area that you mentioned, I've actually heard this from school district customers that I've talked with in the last few months, is an area of increasing interest, and that's collaboration. Can you share with us some of what you're seeing in that area? If we're going to have an impact on education, there's people out there doing amazing things, but they've got to be able to share that. And not only with their peers at their schools, but outside of the school, outside of the district, you know, really statewide and or nationwide. And that's not easy to do today. You know, be able to collaborate through audio, web, and video at any time and make it as easy as just sending an Outlook invite to somebody, that's a big differentiator, and that's kind of what Cisco's Meeting Place brings to the table. As you know, Chris, as part of our education and government podcast series, we've also had conversations with other folks about uh, public safety issues. Is there a connection or a, a business case related to uh, public safety as it applies to this solution? You know, that's one of the other big challenges that are facing our districts, right? There's been many, many studies that have proven if students don't feel safe, they're not going to function very well in the learning environment, and as a result, test scores are going to go down. So making students feel safe and faculty and staff feel safe is a big deal. And so public safety is a huge piece of it. Obviously, an effective and functional paging system is a huge part of it. Also, with paging, it used to be that paging was just audio. Well, the Verbi solution actually does graphical paging to the message of the phones, too. So, Chris, I know this isn't news to you. Budgets are very difficult right now. In light of that, why fund a solution like we're talking about today versus some of the other things that have to be high priority for our education customers? I think one of the things we've been very successful with is working with our customers to 
help them maximize the dollars that they already have available. So there's lots of alternative funding mechanisms, but more so than that, it's being smarter with the money that they have. A lot of customers are still wiring their schools for decades-old technology. So they're running coax cable for cable TV distribution. They're running separate cables for voice and data and for a paging solution. All of that can now be delivered over the exact same cabling infrastructure. The cost savings alone by doing that will pay for a significant amount of the technology in the schools. Then the other nice thing about the Cisco solution is that our operating costs and maintenance costs tend to be significantly lower than a lot of other people in the industry. So who are some of the partners that work with Cisco to make all of this a reality for our customers? None of this happens without our partners. They're the ones that are really, really close to the customer. They're working with their Cisco counterparts. The partners need to know and understand education and be comfortable with that customer's care about what their business issues are. And then they need to have the capabilities to deploy the technologies that are crucial to these customers. For those interested in learning more about these solutions, where should they go for more information? Probably one of the first places you can go to is we've set up an education site on Cisco.com. So www.cisco.com forward slash go forward slash education. Easy to find, and uh, it's a great place to start to gather a lot of information. Well, thank you very much, Chris. We really appreciate your time today. Very insightful and informative, and uh, appreciate your perspective. Absolutely. Thanks. Ken, uh, tell us a little bit about your background, uh, how long you've been working with education. Well, I've been working with uh, education for roughly eight years. I started out with Burby almost 13 years ago and also uh, had some involvement in our network group. And that really kind of fell together in terms of putting the network and software development together, which had a, a great natural fit to schools. Some of our listeners may be unfamiliar with Burby. Can you tell us about uh, Burby and uh, the mission of the company? Sure. Well, Burby originally was a large Cisco reseller that also had a very strong software development arm. So we provide notification products of a lot of different flavors and work with Cisco to bring these products to market through Cisco Partners. Great. So what can you tell us about uh, the Burby solution and how it uh, has applicability for education? Well, I tell you, it's interesting because the product started out as, well, I guess you'd just call it simple paging. The U.S. Department of Commerce on September 11th could not evacuate their buildings. They have a large facility that was built in the early 1930s, and it has no public address system. So on September 11th, when they were trying to evacuate the building, they had to walk up and down the hall and tell people to get out and to announce the evacuation plan manually. So they were our first customer and still use it today as their emergency notification system. And you might say, well, what does that have to do with education? Well, certainly there are security concerns in K-12 and higher ed, but also there's just generic notification needs. We had customers start to use our product not only as a way to notify all the schools in the district of a lockdown or even a routine message, because in 2004, we introduced an IP speaker, which turned out to be a revolutionary technology for them. What our system offers them is not a hardware-based solution, but a software-based solution installed at the district office, can communicate to all schools in the district. They get the IP speakers from Cisco, plug them into a powered data jack. They automatically get the right time and register with our software centrally. They have one system, software-based, and it's as simple as install the software, plug in speakers where you need them. Ken, in an unfortunate scenario where they had a maybe had a similar event that would take place, you mentioned that on 9-11 they were walking down the halls with the Burby solution implemented and in place today. How would the situation be handled differently? I was very surprised myself how frequent a lockdown is at school. It happens every day at our customer sites. So when they go into lockdown, 
you not only want to let everyone in that school know what's going on, and you also want to let people know at the other schools. So if the news gets out and parents call the principal at a neighboring school, the principal can give them the full update. And so their policy is we'll send the lockdown message to the school where the event is happening and do that with a special tone. When the teacher hears the lockdown tone, they can go to their phone, they can go to their PC and read about what's happening. The teacher can then follow their policy and be instructed what to do. I'd like to uh, shift gears if we can, Ken, and talk for just a minute about some of the architectural approaches to the solution. If we were to go into an environment where an education institution has an existing Cisco Unified Communication solution, what would the process look like? It's software-based, so um, the first thing they need to do is make sure that they have a network in place, obviously, if they already have Unified Communications. They have to get the software from Cisco. It's electronically downloadable. They install it on a server, and then wherever they want loudspeakers, they just determine the placement where they're going to want them get the speaker from Cisco and plug it in. Can you share with us some of the future capabilities or enhancements to this solution? We actually work very closely with our existing customers. Every year we bring them into a users group meeting where we sit down in a locked room and say, these are the things we're working on. What kind of things do you need? And it's very interesting because what's fallen out of that is a very strong physical security component. So our system certainly can be used as standalone paging bells and clocks. But we have people that are using it for much, much more than that with things that are available right now. So, for instance, if you have building controls, if you have motion detectors, door locks, or lights, we can integrate with all that and essentially attach notification to those things. So we we see people doing this time and time again. They're integrating with building controls, RFID tags, video surveillance all kinds of things that you can do with this product, and I see that as the way of the future. Where should uh, people that are interested in learning more about the solution, where should they go for more information? Well, there, there are two places to go. The first is our website, which is burbysoftware.com, or send an email to IPT, as in IP telephony, dash apps at burby.com. Ken, thank you very much for sharing your time with us today. We really appreciate it, and very interesting solution. Thank you. All right, well, thank you.